I only heard half of that, and it sounded like penis. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not talking about that anymore. <laughs> the bad game cast this is jake i'm jason and i'm elsa and it's once again time for another christmas extravaganza Yay! it's the most wonderful time of the year it is a time <laughs> oh boy so uh <laughs> if uh you don't know the format if this is the first thing you're listening to which you know, could be uh we do a gift exchange where uh we go and we find each other garbage we uh, typically drag the very bottom of Steam and find what is the, just like some of the worst stuff. Those depths are deep. Oh my God, they really, really are. And it um, lets us get a view into like what the bad game cast could have been if it took a, I don't know, a lazier turn. <laughs> and if you just played a bunch of Steam trash games, because like you could play, you would have infinite bad games plumbing these depths. A hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, we try to stick to games that are more actual mainstream people, at least some people have heard of, yeah. have reviews, you know, from larger outlets, you know, uh, Metacritic, their thing for a game to have a score on Metacritic has to be reviewed by seven publications. Okay. And so we tend to stick to things on that. So that means that they reach a certain bar because there's so much schlock on Steam. Yeah. <laughs> that ain't this, that ain't this episode. To truly understand, like, there are hundreds of games a day just shoveled onto Steam that are just garbage. What do you need to put a game on Steam? Like a hundred bucks in a dream, right? Like, yes. It doesn't even have to work. Yeah. You take a hundred dollars, buy assets from the Unity store, throw them in an engine, spend another hundred dollars and publish it. You've oh, spent hey, $200 you and you have a game. <laughs> Unity assets. Oh my God. What's that? <laughs> All right. I guess I'll kick us off. Um... Elsa, you got me this one. What is it? Oh, um, I, I mean, I was looking around for uh, something unique uh, and stumbled upon that. this game. What what is it called? What is it called? Dark Passenger. Yes, um, and you know it had like a handful of mixed to bad reviews, and I noticed that on the Steam page there was like the one trailer for it, and then the rest of the the screenshots were all just black <laughs> screens. I'm like, this is what? Yep. And uh, it wasn't a glitch with my Steam store. That is um, how this game is presented. And I said, I have to get this for Jake. I was going to get him some like shitty Shooter Spheres clone. But this this has potential to be something. And who knows if it lived up to that potential. As an aside, uh, since you brought up Shooter Spheres, uh, Jason and I were joking that if we get somebody like, you know, uh, somebody to come on for a special guest, we just make them play Shooter Spheres because it's funny. Or like every Christmas, like we do Shooter Spheres. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes! you two have not been graced with the glory so uh, i haven't played it no <laughs> i've seen gameplay yo uh all right so dark passenger uh game developed and released or published by idea cabin uh yeah so uh <laughs> The gameplay uh, is that, um, actually, I think the Steam page can put this best, and I won't read the whole thing. We'll just do the first clip. Dark Passenger is an audio game which starts you off in a morbid scenario of having a panic attack as your character adjusts to the fact that their eyes have been recently removed from their body. So the entire screen is black, always. So somebody took screenshots of that, which is hilarious. What's not hilarious is sitting through this game. It starts with uh, narration from a British person with a speech impediment telling you how wonderful it is that someone has removed your eyes and if you don't find the pills in the room you're going to have a heart attack and die from the panic attack <laughs> now the game doesn't give you anything more than that jesus not even the like fucking like ring the bells because like at least then you have a tutorial section here it just throws you in so you don't even know what the keys are i assume the mouse doesn't do anything the only things that you have are w a s and d but i don't know i don't know there's literally no way to know 
I also couldn't tell you if it has controller support. I, 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 fuck, I couldn't tell you. You just, uh, you wander around and you bump into shit and then sounds happen. Like uh, the first room there, as dude's talking, you can just like take off and then you hear a crash and then apparently you find the pills. And what follows next is a series of rooms and hallways that you blindly bump around in and you have uh, audio cues, like stuff gets louder as you come up to it. So like you can kind of tell where shit is and that like you can't really and then you hope that it's right because uh, I accidentally set myself on fire I don't know what felt like a hundred times <laughs> amazing um is there a story thread aside from the like fucking eyes and panic attack that is trying to hold this shit together I thought so right like I thought we were in uh like you're clearly in a building because there's echoing and at some point you make your way outside I think you have to hop through a window once you get through the fire and avoid the bare electricity I don't know if it's a sign that you bump into that electrocutes you or not I do know in that section if you're not quick enough the building collapses on top of you (laughs) that's fucking great because once again you're blind there is no visuals to this game so you're just trying to bump along and find the winding path through these hallways that you need to go to and then you're not quick enough and the building collapses and you have no idea of knowing how close you are or not and then you hear a ding on the carriage return of a typewriter and then you're back to a checkpoint but nothing tells you this so you just have to assume that oh i guess i go again (laughs) yeah so you're following this guy along And you are like, there are sections where there are guards that chase you. So suddenly you have multiple footsteps. One you need to be away from, one you need to follow. And there's no difference between them. So have fun with that. And then you end up outside briefly. And then you're back into a building, which the irritating guy tells you, oh, we're back where we started. Okay. And then suddenly you're going through this. um, You hear what I can only assume to be a mad scientist. And there's monsters because they growl and you hear sloppy sounds when uh, you get caught in heavy quotation there Mm, uncomfortable mouth noises yeah so like if there is a connecting thread it sure doesn't feel like it because it's more just like scenario after scenario that you're trying to find your way through i don't know i made it about halfway through the game before i couldn't progress any further see what happens is once you get through those monsters which are in a hallway one's on the left you get past that one one's on the right past that one is one on either side so you have to try and walk through them it's not that difficult then you're in a cave and there is dripping and i spent 20 30 minutes trying to figure out what direction I'm supposed to go in this cave because suddenly you're from a hallway and it just opens up. You don't hit anything anymore. You just walk forever. Yeah, it's the cave of eternity. It really fucking is. So I'm thinking, okay, like, well, the only sounds I have are these dribs. So like, surely like there's either some pattern I need to figure out or like I'm supposed to follow those along. (laughs) No, after wandering around for fucking 20, 30 minutes. I don't know. It's hard to tell time because, you know, there's no fucking visuals. It's just a fucking black screen. So I just close your eyes and imagine some shit. I finally looked up like a walkthrough. Like, what, what am I doing wrong? And wouldn't you know it? It's bugged. Hooray. So disappointing. This, uh, it's not a game. It is an audio experience, and it isn't a good one. The, uh, there is no story to speak of, really. The voice acting is... It isn't even bad enough to be fun. It's just bad. And, like, I was looking at the other games that they... Like, they've done a few games, and I don't... Yeah, I, I would not I would not have guessed that uh, looking at this. I think there are other examples of a blind protagonist and a way to have that in a game and it's done much better in other places. I wish I could give you examples. It has to be because just black screen and nothing to go on isn't a fun time, nor is it very interesting. And like you might find that an interesting gimmick for all of five minutes until you sit down with it and really feel how fucking frustrating that is when you have no feedback on goddamn anything. And yeah. uh, hope you got headphones on and you're in a quiet place because who fucking boy, I was trying to play this game with my kids sitting down here playing something on the TV and I couldn't tell what the fuck was going on. 7.8 out of 10, not enough water. <laughs> <laughs> As I say, so this is this your favorite sensory deprivation game we've played? Because that's two now. God, what was the other one? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, no. I would rather play Deaf Batman. I mean, that's fair. I get that. I can never remember the name of that fucking game. Quiet Man. <laughs> Quiet Man, yeah. Because at least that had like weird skull bird shit going on. And yeah, then... at least you have lightning superpowers. Yeah. And like... Still don't know why, but you know. Dude and his secret boyfriend just wanted to, ra- wanted to run away to Boca Raton or whatever. Yeah. What a delightful story that was. God, that game sucks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I get- Is it me? Right. So uh, uh, last year... 
around Christmas time, uh, Elsa and I were talking about uh, what to get you because, as you have said, your superpower is cruelty. Oh man, my last two were great. <laughs> I this year I absolutely just like didn't realize how late in the year it was and yeah. lost track of time. So Elsa got off easy. You did not live up to your standards this year. <laughs> not even close. So like I was really trying to rack my brain for like what's a good punishment game that's not just like shooter spheres as funny as that would have been. <laughs> But, like, you don't like fighters, Jason. Uh, I am on record as saying I dislike most genres at this point. Yes. But, to be clear, fighting games, uh, 2D fighting games, 3D fighting, whatever, you know, one-on-one fighting games are probably my least favorite game out there. I do not enjoy them. (laughs) Yeah. So, like, of course, I was going to find you a fighter. And early on... uh, I found Final Slam 2, and I could not find a worse one. That tracks. Because <laughs> uh, Final Slam 2, uh, developed by Josh Tam Universe. I'm guessing that's just his name. I mean... Mr. Universe? Mr. Message from the developer, which is part of the Steam pages. Hi, I'm Josh. So I'm just assuming that's just his name. Makes sense. It... Uh, is uh, released a whole bunch of while ago, 2014. And it's two, it's a sequel. <laughs> Final Slam 1, I believe, was a Flash game that he built. Was, you know, on, I don't know which website, you know, Newgrounds type websites. I'm not sure which ones specifically, but it's a Flash-based fighting game. Did um did you seek it out at all? Did no. you see what it's about? Oh. Well, Flash is dead, so. Well, you know, that's fair. I want to say is that there's some way to still play the, like, uh, uh, archived flash games some people have worked on like yeah, yeah. updating them but like someone has to intentionally make sure that the game is still playable oh yeah so like the big ones are still playable but a lot of old flash games just are basically scrubbed from the internet at this point which is a whole thing entirely so final slam 2 is the sequel and not having played the first i can tell you i don't i don't know if there's much of a difference because it's also built in flash <laughs> released on steam for dollars boy howdy dollars plural (laughs) yeah it's like at one point it was given away for free and you if you read the reviews they're like you probably got this game for free don't bother installing it Hmm. um (laughs) if it's not currently free or on sale it's like four dollars which is way too much i think i paid two yeah (laughs) seriously the game so it's in flash it boots in just like a tiny little screen like uh, defaults to i don't know (laughs) <laughs> 260 by like 50 like it is this tiny screen oh. and you have the option to like do you want to full screen full screen widescreen or any of that right they don't actually give you resolution options because why would they uh so you hit full screen widescreen right basically all computers are now uh monitors the 16 by 9 ratio i mean some people have ultra wides but the like four by three square looking thing that's long gone yeah so you hit full screen widescreen and what it does is it takes over your screen it pushes all other applications onto your second or third monitor if you have them because it like forcibly takes over your screen Oh, yeah. So you can't like have tabs over it. You can't, you know, go back and forth between things. It's just your screen now. Hmm. And widescreen means uh, it fills your screen uh, in that same four by three aspect ratio and then puts black bars on the side. (laughs) Nice. Because that's what widescreen means. (laughs) That's how widescreen works. Yeah. Yeah. They took up the whole widescreen with black bars supposedly the game leans into because he says you know obviously he can't deliver like a true fighting game it's made by one guy so he leaned into it being a more casual fun fighting game and it's maybe that i uh would argue it's not either of those things because fighting games i'm curious as to what words you're pulling out of that uh casual or fun yeah it is neither of those things (laughs) (laughs) it uh Fighting games, you know, for me, I think of fighting games, I think of arcade games. You know, you got your joystick, actual joystick you buttons. Mean you don't just have a fight stick at home? I do not. As <laughs> previously stated, don't like them. So, no. But that's what I think of when I think of fighting games. And when they were obviously ported to consoles, having a joystick makes sense. So, yeah. as someone who, in many episodes, has been known to talk about how I basically exclusively uh, play on keyboard mouse, I will use a key a uh, controller for fighting games to have a joystick. This game does not have controller support. 
it has keyboard support. Oh <laughs> and that's it. Do you want there's there's WASD to move and then you have punch, kick and grapple. That's it. So like surely you could do that on the mouse, right? No. You have <laughs> keyboard support <laughs> for up to two people. Is wild. Oh, yeah. So if you can both cram your hands into one keyboard, you can fight someone locally. Oh, <laughs> well, we're going back to the '90s, folks. Yeah, it's it is not a not a good time. Uh, so you know you're playing a fighting game. It's uh, a, advance and attack and hit back to dodge, which I think is one of the main reasons I dislike fighting games. My brain does not comprehend this fact. Is it dodge or block? Uh, for this, it's like dodge. Your character just like leans backwards and their attacks just kind of pass through you. Okay. It's poorly built. <laughs> Surprise. Like, I, okay, I get the sense of that as a mechanic, but that does feel weird. Um, because, uh, the fighting games I have played throughout the years, uh, to any amount of enjoyment are, uh, Smash Brothers, which is <laughs> barely a fighting game. I mean, yeah. Like, it is a fighting game, but it's... Uh, there's tournaments and shit, so count it. And not anymore, they're not. Well, not officially endorsed ones or any of them that advertise. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then it was funny. Some people in uh, my family played a lot more fighting games. But the one we ended up... <laughs> Yeah, the one we ended up playing the most kind of like as a family and partly due to our cousin was uh, a game called Soul Calibur. Hell yeah. Yeah. yeah specifically That's the third shit. one. And uh, I am going to blank on the character's name, but uh, every character has a bunch of different weapons. And he has a weapon that prevents you from blocking. Wait, really? Yeah. Oh. It has the highest attack and defense of any weapon in the game. Is it I the Soul Calibur? Talking of. No, it's no. not. It's. Um, you're, you're thinking, I think, of Soul Calibur 2. Is it 2? Uh, yes. Uh, 2 has all the weapons and Mitsurugi or yeah. whatever. How do you say his name? Mr. Uh, Katana Boy. Mm-hmm. And I think it was so just like Damascus. the no. Damascus blade or something. Yeah. And that was the blade I used basically all the time because I was never going to block properly anyway. So I might as well hit like a truck. Yeah. I remember you scored like three hit knockouts with that thing. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Because if you pull off the right combo, it takes over half of your opponent's health in one hit. Oh. Yeah. You're not allowed to block. But if you hit them, they die. <laughs> The perfect fighting game. <laughs> so um, playing the story mode of this. Okay, so the two things that this uh, game has is its character creator, which it says you can have 80 unique characters. And one of the few things that I think is kind of interesting is it lets you uh, export characters. It like exports it as a specific text file. And then if someone took that text file, they could import your character. Oh, okay. Which is cool. That's kind of neat. I think, you know, the ability to share characters is kind of neat. I built my character. His name was Global Annihilation. Uh, he was <laughs> dressed in all black, had this like black veil on his face. You know, he was there to annihilate the world. Uh, and then I went into story mode and it was like, you're play as Steve. That might not be his name. It could be Chet. Could be anything. Chet. Steve fight guy. Yeah, he was a previous fight guy champion and he's oh been away from the game for so long. He's going to come back to Secret Fight Island to win the final slam again. <laughs> this is the actual story. Uh when you get there they're like, "Man, you're I mean, you're a former champion, but things have changed, so you have to prove yourself." And so you have to beat four just random enemies in a row. I never made it past this section. That the is incredible. The combination of me being bad at fighting games and how clunky these controls are, genuinely, they are awful feeling. <laughs> uh, I just got my uh, bell rung over and 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 over again, which is, I don't know how to describe it as some of the least fun I've ever had because like it boots up and it's like you rematch and you click yes and you're like, I don't know what the fucking point is because <laughs> you land like a 13 hit combo and it does like a quarter of their life maybe oh and then they hit you with one fireball attack it takes like uh half your hit points should have dodged and you're like i guess i need to dodge every <laughs> attack and land every attack i'm on easy mode what is happening i'm sure if i knew how to use my fireball attack things would have been much better i really hope it was some sort of bit flip situation where easy mode was hard mode and hard mode was easy mode yeah it who knows but it was agonizing 
truly playing any more of this game was just excruciating. It's just running into a wall and being like, this time it'll be different. <laughs> the options are basically non-existent. You know, uh, when I went to go change, see what the difficulty settings were. There's like easy, medium, hard. And then you're like graphics. And they're like, no, we don't got any change for that. And you're like <laughs> volume. They're like, also, no, these are the settings. Deal with it. <laughs> love that like it's a travesty of build it like fails on every point of being competent so yeah it was uh awful thanks for that <laughs> and uh then as i said i uh i was planning to look up some stuff and i had a few on my list and then pff, it was november i think or like the end of october and i was like oh i have to buy a game for elsa so I just was scrolling through my stuff and I was like, you know, partly, partly, just because of the name, I bought a game called Your Sword is So Big. <laughs> because <sighs> combined with the name and the like picture, boy, howdy, does it look like this might just be a hentai game. <laughs> Which is fucking hilarious because like I, along with any other right thinking human, you know, had this reaction. And obviously the people, uh, the 63 negative reviews that this game has also came into this game thinking they'd get some, you know, quick crank it material and call it a day. But um, th there's even, it even says sexual content, nudity, mature as the first three tags, then RPG. Um, oh. There's no nudity in this game. Perfect. There's no nudity in the game. There's no real sexual content. The only thing is, is like the one main character has her boob armor, and that's that's it. So like, it is a complete bait and switch in terms of premise because you think your sword is so big. All right, this is going to be some tongue and cheek bullshit, and it's just going to be super porny. No, this uh, plays it straight up, and um, all right. Oh. So, yeah, strap in, folks. I strap have on, a script. You, <laughs> you know? Strap in, strap on, strap out. Whatever you're feeling. Made and produced by Boom Games, uh, the studio behind such classics as She Will Shoot, It Follows You, Bigger Trucks, <laughs> Car Tuning Simulator, and Boris Russian Bear. So, you know, this is coming from an illustrious story. Perfect. Beloved Game classic Bigger Trucks. <laughs> Fucking love Bigger Trucks, man. Got me through some dark points in my childhood. But uh, but today we are playing Your Sword is So Big. And it's a uh, touching story. Not that kind of touching. Any delinquents. Uh, of two sisters in search of a pair of pants. Just, just the one pair. Because... <laughs> The brunette sister, Hilda, she already has pants, but her sister, <laughs> I gotta keep it together. This is keep better than I could like have ever 15. imagined. <laughs> oh, I can do it. I can do it. I can do tough things. Breathe. Her sister, Morphe Max, with her Wait, long... <laughs> Roll that back. I will not. I wizard Morphumax. <laughs> yeah, it's one of his descendants. Um, with her long blonde hair and ornate boob armor and plate mill gauntlets up to the shoulder and, you know, the armored thigh-high heels. She's feeling a bit drafty around her metal bikini region. Um, you know, autumn has just set in. It's getting chilly and she just wants a nice pair of flannel, flannel pajamas. That's all. Maybe with a charming cartoon character embroidered on the side, something like that. She's not picky, so long as it gets the job done. But uh, these fighting guys, these fucking fighting guys, the Norse fighting guy, the English plate armor fighting guy, the Asian plate armor fighting guy, the fish fighting guy, the undead fighting guy, the wireframe fighting guy, the tax accountant fighting guy, the giant plate armor fighting guy. <laughs> I am immediately assuming all of these are real. And I must know, is fish fighting guy fighting with a fish or is he a fish? He is a fish. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect. <laughs> oh no, I'm only through the second paragraph of my four pages of notes. Gold giant plate armor fighting guy. <laughs> Informant Chris, President Richard Nixon, they want to stop our heroines from accomplishing their goal. What does Richard Nixon care? 
And they will do it through the power of incredible violence, presumably because they're raging misogynist or something. So therefore, do unto others what they would do to you. Therefore, we see our sisters through the nine realms in search of enough giant swords so they might pawn them off for enough money for a pair of super sweet pants because everybody in the realm has the same giant two-handed sword and they're just so goddamn angry about it. It's going to take a lot of them to buy the pants because they're so common and, you know, sword inflation is the real thing. Yep, yep, yep. That's that true. is what I've decided the story was because when you boot up this travesty of the game, you are told nothing. There is no story, <laughs> save for whatever you make up yourself. Uh, it's a 99 cent Steam asset flip nothing trash game. So what the fuck did you accept? I'm looking at the store page right now. It's normally 99 cents. It is right now. You could get it, dear listener, if uh, you're quick enough on the trigger for uh, 39 cents. Just think about that. I mean, a hentai less hentai game? <laughs> a deal at twice the price. <laughs> So when you boot up the game, you're given a main menu with nine levels listed and an options menu. Uh, you can't rebind any of the controls, because of course not. And there's <laughs> only graphic options and a move list. So I figure, all right, I'll go right to the hub. Hopefully that'll kick off the game proper. Sounds like a sensible place to start. I am dropped into a courtyard with a character, a short-haired brunette wearing a relatively normal clothes, just like long pants, a bodice, and her big-ass sword, and is wildly different from the sexy plate mail boob armor lady that is on the promotional material all the screenshots even the like the banner for the game and i can't wank to this we were hoodwinked <laughs> do not fret dear listener because if you press the g button you swap the character to sexy armor lady morphe max and all is right in the world yeah g for girls you switch girls <laughs> uh, that's g for grafenberg <laughs> With our hero prepared, we step into one of the portals that are in this courtyard and are whisked off to a level. Which one? Who knows? There's no signage or information there. Just jump in and find out. Hope you pick right, motherfucker. So my first experience in this game, I was dropped into my first level. I see my first enemy, generic fighting dude, go charging in. This is a third person uh, just behind the character uh, action RPG. I click with my mouse and nothing happens. You have this big ass sword woman, defend yourself, but she's not feeling it or much of anything when they bludgeon her over the head and she ragdolls to the ground after like three hits and just dies. Take two, let's figure out the buttons. Apparently you have to draw the sword with the button F before you can <laughs> start attacking. Oh my God. I'm not sure why that's a mechanic, but okay. But wait, the control scheme uh, that I saw in the options that talked about combo attacks and fatalities and heavy attacks and throwing weapons and a reload button for something. I don't know. There was there was nothing to reload in this game ever. Uh, none I mean, of these your things... sword uses ammo, right? Yeah, you know. Like swords are one to do. <laughs> but none of those things on that control scheme worked. You can only attack and defend. And I think, God, this will suck, but okay, let's go. And it's an awkward dance, uh, killing my first bad guy. Um, they ha all have like very generic AI that like sort of tries to keep you just on the edge of your range. And they'll, they'll back up when you move forward. And it's a little, it's a little, little sword fight. And it's terrible. I kill my bad guy and immediately level up. And suddenly there's a HUD. There wasn't a HUD before, but when you level up for the first time after killing your first bad guy, there's a HUD. It's not a large one, mind you. Uh, it's- Yeah, you had to level up to get the HUD. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> It uh, displays two skills, an experience bar. Suddenly I can hold down the attack button for like a heavy attack and press space to dodge roll. So between that and my HP going up from like 100 to 130, combat got a little easier. I kill a few more mooks and we level up again. We get the fatality toggle, which is, Ooh. it's fascinating because it's literally just an option to enable flourish kills when you already reduce an enemy to zero HP. So it's not mechanically any better than just <laughs> killing a dude with your sword. It just gives you a, one of three jazzy little animations. And man, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, it's for showing off. Hold on. Uh, as I was looking at pictures of this game, I didn't realize it was like a full 3D. I don't know why. <laughs> In my head, it was just like a 2D. Nah. No. This is a full 3D action adventure 
Sword game. <sighs> yeah, it's your souls like at home. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it really is. It, it, it's what it wants to be. Very, very obviously. Uh, I think on the last level up, you get a combo attack, which at first felt really hard to control until I figured out that there is a lock-on mechanic in this game, which is literally just pressing the Q button and your character turns to the nearest enemy. Uh, their HP suddenly becomes visible because none of them had HP bars before, but when you enable the lock-on, you suddenly have an HP bar, at least on the one person. And I totally shredded the game after that because you lock on and combo attack. And the dude basically dies, or if he doesn't die, then you hit him with another combo attack and he dies. So there is a slight amount of skill in this combat, and it really pains me to say this. Uh, it's not deep, uh, but when you have to brawl like four guys at the same time, and combat moves just so slow and sluggishly, everybody's like has to work themselves up to heave their sword. You do have to think about like maintaining distance and how you're going to use your iframes and dodge rolls to not get surrounded and stabbed to death super quickly but that is the only nice adjacent thing i am going to say about this game maybe i can't remember let's see what the script says <laughs> uh combat is like swimming in tar it's slow and clunky everybody has the same five sword attack animations and by god they're going to use them um every enemy feels like it has a version of the same ai which i did say earlier just the circle dodge swing repeat ad infinitum um it's, it's very tedious if you want to do it and just to get through the first few combats of each level why each level you ask because your level up progress resets every stage oh no oh yeah <laughs> you start every stage at level one without any combos so does that mean and you don't even get a hud at the start of every stage that is correct <laughs> oh fuck <laughs> mind you you get the heavy attack after literally killing the first guy in every level and you get the full kit after about maybe like five or six kills but why why bother with that you fucking game and I'll tell you why, because that was a rhetorical question, because there was no thought put into this game whatsoever at all. It's just a pile of ideas that were slapped together into a game as the creator learned about them or found them in the, the workshop that they were buying all their assets from. So in that way, it felt a lot like Shooter Spheres, like a game that was sort of designed on the fly. And don't get me wrong, I... Uh, Love learning by doing. Just throwing shit out the wall, seeing what sticks, what breaks, and going back and iterating on it uh, so that you can you can learn, you can get better. But that's the thing, right? Uh, that's a learning exercise, not something you charge money for. Because, like, I know it's just 99 cents, but one, it, like, devalues the brand. If you have trash like this, uh, and the developer, as of writing, has 12 Steam games, uh, and if anybody played Your Sword is So Big, they will never, ever go back and give any of those games a second look, because obviously they don't know what the fuck they're doing. And it's just insulting as well. This is a half-made pile of code holding together a bunch of store-bought assets. There doesn't look like anything um, was like homemade. This was just I, I don't think Boom Games cares. They're just flailing about trying to make a quick buck over some asset flips and a funny name and you know, they they absolutely made their money back on Your Sword is So Big based on basically the bait and switch that they had is like, this is gonna be a porn game. Nope. Well, maybe they wanted it to be, but they couldn't afford the assets to make it a porn game. <laughs> <laughs> and you have to hire a real artist. Mm, you know, maybe I'm too hard. No, of course I'm not too hard. <laughs> Fuck them. And there's nothing wrong, I guess, with asset flips, but you better actually rig that shit up to work and nothing here works. Like the characters, okay, here's the other thing that I'm going to say that's decent about this game, are a decent quality fidelity. Had the environments and music all look fine, but it all came out of a can, right? And you can still see like the ridges on their gelatinous mass as they were slopped out of the can. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> They didn't even, like, you know, stir the sauce in this increasingly tortured food analogy. <laughs> no, no, keep this going. <laughs> it's perfect. Nope, this is all I got. Uh, but, like, I've said this before. I've written... 10 novels before I actually released one. And, you know, even that one, I hate parts of it. But, like, I learned and iterated. And I will continue to learn and iterate. 
until there was something that I was proud of putting into the world and charging money for. So I'm not saying don't start, particularly if you're participating in a free medium like, say, a podcast or video editing or streaming or even writing, Uh, you know, just as soon as you can and, you know, iron out the wrinkles later. I mean, have you listened to the Shaq Fu episode lately? Oh, don't. Don't do that. You don't don't need to do that. Uh, Just start like 25 episodes in. That's usually what I tell people. Yeah, same. <laughs> you can skip basically the whole first year. Yep. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, but like your sword is so big. Uh, it's, it was just slapdash. It was put out there and forgotten about as soon as it was created. I think Boom Games put out a game within a month of putting this out. Perfect. And it's possible. I'm just angry that I had to play it and it consumed like two hours of my time. Or the fact that I wrote more about this game than I've written for my novels in the last year. And that's just super fucking depressing. (laughs) I'd say it's going to be all right, but like, I don't know, man. (laughs) This turned into some sort of like, I don't know, creative writing, trying to get back on my writing horse exercise because, you know, I played it for two hours and then that was it. So I'll get off my podium and so we can laugh at some of the bugs and we can move on with our lives. Um, One of the first ones uh, to go along with the HUD shit. Uh, There's not even a game over screen when you're killed. Uh, The dudes are just hacking away at you and just they just stop and meander off like nothing happened. Well, killed another woman today without pants. (laughs) What are you doing, Jeff, this evening? Not wearing pants, I hope. Hey, was that a come on? But uh, yeah, no, you have to hit the escape button and like manually restart the game because it's one of those. It's like, oh, you're dead. We're not going to even acknowledge this. Your character's going to stop working. Cut the strings of the marionette. Not even a thanks, Obama. (laughs) Nope. Uh, There's no voiceover. There's music and noise when you move and swing your swords. There's no hit sounds, which is uncomfortable. Just a lot of like swooshing until somebody falls over. And as I said, there's absolutely no story. Uh, The game crashed on me completely once. I had twice in the first 10 minutes where it booted me back to the start of a level, even though I was still running around very much alive. It was just like, boom, full restart, level one again. Fuck your progress. We're, we're back here. And I'm just like, what the fuck? <laughs> no idea what happened. There are chests and potions uh, scattered strategically through levels, uh, as well as some doors that look like you could go through and it's very much looks like there's an intended design to use them because there is an interact button you do not interact with anything in this game Ooh, lovely nothing you keep your hands on your sword or they will fly off (laughs) and shoot into the abyss (laughs) uh i did find an exploit or maybe the intended strategy i'm not sure was the ranged attack it's utterly useless most of the time. It does literally no damage. I'm pretty sure using it is what crashed the game several times in my first 15 minutes because, you know, I just spammed a bunch of projectiles trying to figure stuff out and um, that's when things were crashing. And then I stopped using it and uh, it stopped crashing. But for some reason, the projectiles seem to count as an extension of your character's model, which means when you shoot a projectile through a portal, that will count as you going through it and will bring the level to an end and there was one specific level where i could not figure out how the fuck you got to the exit like these are not large levels and they're not very well lit levels either um they take maybe five to ten minutes to navigate end to end maybe but i could see the portal it was going up on a balcony and i've been running back and forth for like 10 to 15 minutes in this like proverbial graveyard of a castle because i had slaughtered everybody and there's no respawning uh, enemies, thank God. And just for no reason, I just uh, shoot my range attack. And at first, I think I caused a crash, but it took me back to the hub, and that's never happened before with a crash. So I test it again. I go to the nearest portal and shoot a ranged attack at it. And I learned that the, apparently the secret to speedrunning this game is shooting ranged attacks through portals, and you automatically head through the portal. Look at you coming up with speedrun strats. <laughs> right? Can you imagine speedrunning community? for a game like this 
or like any of these games that we played today shooter spheres this one's so sad or incredible <laughs> but mostly sad i've seen awful block at games done quick that shit is uh some bad game cast fuel honestly we should play pepsi man the game we should play pepsi man the game <laughs> pepsi man <laughs> if you could find an actual copy that's not like a grand yeah 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 and that's it that is the end of my sordid tale um there is no like real end to this game i went through all the levels i went through all the finish the the end portals and so it was like i guess i killed all the dudes and now i won because again there's no story there's no like overarching progress or anything there's no like check marks for the portals it's just like yeah i guess you're done now that's it and it is not nearly as bad as shooter spheres and is not as lovely incoherent as tomato way but at least it got me to write yeah yeah god there is something with these christmas episodes and me just crying laughing trying to describe what the fuck i went through Tradition unlike any other. The Masters? Yeah. I don't recommend it. It's a terrible game. (laughs) Well, shit. What do we do now? Well, now we answer letters from listeners like you. And you. And you. But not you. You know what you did. Uh, All right. So I have a very simple question that may or may not be easy to answer. Is there a game or games that you've played in the past, good or bad, that you believe should have come out at a later date? Me personally, I believe that Prototype 2 would have been better if it had come out a little bit later because of graphics and such, and also because I feel it didn't truly get the love I believe it deserved. From Crunchy Boy. (laughs) So... We've kind of touched on this recently in several of the other kind like, of similar questions. Yeah. Uh, because a lot of games could use some more time cooking. Yeah. Yeah. We talked about in, in the review and talked about uh, several times now how Cyberpunk was an absolute disaster at launch. Like it should not have come out on the consoles when they were like, it's done. It wasn't done. So, like, they should have delayed it some more. They didn't because they have uh, these things that are, like, quarterly and yearly earnings, and they have to hit targets, and Mm -hmm. it's the reality of uh, gaming as an industry. A lot of the projects, though, you know, that we've talked about on here, I doubt any amount of reasonable amount of time would have saved. Uh, Yeah, well, I mean... Kind of, like, right, if Outriders had gotten a little more time, it could have been, like, in a much better state. If Anthem uh, had a whole lot of just everything better about that one. Right, it's like, if (laughs) Anthem came out, what, two years later? Yeah. So it's still not out yet. Anthem should not be out. Anthem shouldn't be out yet. But uh, (laughs) I do, uh, I think Monster Hunter World, if it would have come out, uh, and maybe not exactly World necessarily, but literally any Monster Hunter game, before that wasn't on a handheld because like there was the was it ps1 yeah if they had Uh, done ps2 yeah i knew there was a console one yeah uh if they had done more of that because like world sales showed that hey wouldn't you know it the west is hungry for some goddamn monster hunter that's not on a handheld yeah it was one of the wildest things that for the longest time they made monster hunter and they put it on a console and it did okay and then uh they were like well we're basically just gonna make it a handheld only thing Mm -hmm. which like the game is actually kind of not super complex but complex enough that playing on most handhelds is kind of awkward yes it is doable but kind of awkward yeah and then eventually they're like well i guess we'll release like another full-fledged game and so they made world and then it become became their best-selling game of all time yeah and it's fucking huge and what the the most the reason why i would want a world to come out on pc before is so i could play what comes after that's not rise because like i'm fucking not interested yeah <laughs> it's one of those things where they think hopefully they had a fair amount of learning because initially uh whatever world came out on like ps4 and was like six months later was the pc port and the pc port was behind for well over a year yep. uh, until they did finally get them day and day updates did they ever? Yes. Okay. Eventually, right? It was like when the uh, Frost, what is the uh, DLC called? Ice World? Ice. Yeah. Is it Iceborne? Yeah. Is it? God, that doesn't sound right. Um, <laughs> so like, hopefully next time they'll realize that the PC market exists and actually will, you know, we'll have updates when the uh, updates are ready and not six months later. I mean, this is Capcom we're talking about, so. Yeah. Don't get your hopes up. No, but, you know, it's one of those things where uh, 
enough people bought it that I think money will outweigh their usual Capcomness. I'm looking forward to more Resident Evil remakes, so like there'll be an eight remake before nine comes out. <laughs> yeah, I do have a question about this. Uh, this question um, is it talking about games that are like that were ahead of their time? That like if they would have been released, I don't know, five, ten years later, like even relatively in the same state, or maybe like improved graphically or whatever for the modern era, that they would have been received better. I think that's a reasonable thing to talk about yeah yeah okay because like i'm going through my games list i'm i'm wondering and i I won't have to wonder in a year from now because uh motherfuckers are coming out with a new one how Mm. yeah he knows what i'm talking about how i almost said that one yeah armored core will be received by the newest generation because like armored core originally was kind of a cult classic um, it was not reviewed super great, any of the games. Like, you would go to an aggregator site and you'll see, like, any of the Armored Core from really two to five are sitting around, like, six to seven and a half as ratings. Like, they're not they're not considered, like, technical marvels or masterpieces or anything like that. And then From Software comes out with the Souls games and Bloodborne and all that shit, Elden Ring, and they're on top of the goddamn world. And I'm sitting here going, like, these are the... The ones who made my janky mech game what the fuck why does everybody love them now so i'm interested to see now that people have been inundated with like i don't know all the crunchy weirdness that from software does uh how they will take the armored core games and i'm hoping that it will become a great success and that you know everybody will love armored core and we can finally have more games in the series because they haven't made one in like 11 years 10 years or something like that mm-hmm. yeah since what verdict day which Feels was right. fine uh yeah well like it's getting a pc port and like oh my god hmm. oh my god that's all i want all i want is armored core on pc oh god like this might be the reason i upgrade my pc it's an interesting thing where uh i am curious if it will have enough of a community to foster mods because hmm. it seems like the kind of game <laughs> where that could go a long way yeah, yeah. well like uh Elsa, like you were saying, there is a community of people who fucking love Armored Core. And yeah, like you either love the series or you hate it. Like there is not a lot of middle ground with Armored Core because it is weird. Like especially like you play the first one, the controls feel awful. And they don't feel much better in the next games. You have to like have a weird claw grip for basically the entire series because every button does something important. (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot going on with them. And it's like, oh, man, it's like Gran Turismo for giant robots. God, the custom ability is so good. Hmm. But yeah, I'm sure the mods will be fucking, oh, fucking fingers crossed. Oh, my God. Right. Yeah, it was interesting because uh, people had a, uh, Armored Core fans had a bit of a freak out because some of them were concerned because of the souls likeness of From oh, Software. God. Um, the, I forget how they name, you know, lead, lead, not like developer, but like the designer yeah of armored core six is yeah. the lead designer from Sekiro. oh okay which is why people were like oh hang on <laughs> yeah sure yeah it was like dude's not gonna make Sekiro with robots look no. if he wants to make a mecha souls like i'm in on that too but no thank god like it was it was painful because uh, i think this is where jason's trying to like serve up the ball so i'll hit it uh like ign had a like first interview with the creators about the new armored core game and was like is every single goddamn question was like how is this going to relate to the souls games or elden ring and they're just like it's not it's gonna feel like an armored core game but what if it did feel like a souls game it's like it's not it's gonna be like an armored core game but maybe but no but maybe (laughs) but no and that's the entire interview yeah i think the most that they've ever said was like they're excited to apply some of the stuff they've learned making the souls like games over the last decade which i mean could relate to anything i'm assuming for them it's going to come down to level design right like level design process Mm. like it doesn't even have to be in-game stuff that you ever see yep (laughs) so yeah that's my answer to the question is like armored core is it before was it before it's time i guess we're gonna find out yeah, because like my first thought when you say Sekiro is like I'm thinking more verticality to the levels, which like, that'd be all right because you know, like, fly around and shit. Yeah, if you got That's a good true. booster. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Some of us run tank treads with four grenade launchers and go, mm, I can fly three feet. All right, but <laughs> God, I 
fucking love Armored Core so much because sometimes you just want to be fucking, I am the turret, boo, boo, boo. <laughs> Welcome back to the big mecha cast. Yeah. So, you know, you go two legs, all booster, and then laser swords. Fuck yes. On Ooh, both arms. Yeah. And you just fly into people. Yeah. Just zap, 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 zap. <laughs> I was never bold enough to pull that off, the dual laser swords. Like, the primary weapon is like, I gotta have a gun in it because it's too scary not to have a gun in it. No, that's why one of your laser swords is the ranged laser sword. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. Nah, I don't Man, go I like a medium machine gun, missiles, and then uh, the fucking, like, rail cannon on the one shoulder when you need to hit mm. hard. <laughs> yeah. This is my buster cannon. The one that when you flip it out, it locks your movement. Yes. <laughs> Only if you're using light enough, light enough, you know, legs. That is why I ran the tank treads. It's like I could, I could slowly strafe while shooting my rocket launchers off my back. Slowly, very slowly, but I could move. You never went like all light and then just all missiles. So like you replace your arms with missile packs. <laughs> that is pretty fun. And then you run out of missiles and go, oh. Yep. No shit. <laughs> the fuck were you talking about? I don't know. I think that's good enough. That was an answer to a question that you asked probably. <laughs> So if any of you have questions, comments, concerns, things you want us to talk about or things you want us to talk near, uh, email thebadgamecast at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to find us anywhere else on social media, it's The Bad Gamecast. Uh, we're on Twitter while it still exists. Well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we've, uh, we're on Twitch. We stream Monday through Thursday, typically. It's, uh, this is the Christmas episode, so we're in the middle of our end of year break. We'll be back New Year. Uh, I can say there's going to be Minecraft, potentially more Might and Magic from me, stuff from Jake. Mm-hmm. Uh, occasionally, some of those VODs and other stuff gets uploaded to a YouTube page <laughs> that... Sometimes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's uh, real loosey goosey. It uh, we've got a Reddit subreddit where we post all the episodes, and then we have a Discord. That's where we're probably most active. If you want to join that, links in the description. And if you want to support us, actually, actually with your dollar dues, the uh, Patreon.com forward slash the Bad Gamecast. You can head over there. And to all our current Patreon supporters, thank you so much. Yes, to our Patreon supporters, you guys are the fucking bestest. We like you like we like giant mechs. <laughs> Down boy. I fucking love giant mechs. Uh, don't like mecha anime, though, with the exception of Gundam Wing. Well, anyway, you can find me on Twitter at Jake Prey. Occasionally I tweet things. You can find me on Twitter at Freya Faust. It's my pen name. Um, if you're a fan of the written word, fantasy novels, uh, I've written a pair of them called Stray Dogs and guard dogs. They are subtitled The Burke Misadventures. And if you want to hear the pair of idiot disaster siblings threatening dismemberment and you know growling elemental keywords uh the performances are wonderful if you want to pick it up on audible.com you can just throw it a credit and give it a listen because i know you like listening to things i know you know i'm uh, i might pick those up on uh, audible oh motherfucker Anyway, uh, for the Bad Game Cast, I've been uh, blindly finding my way through a hallway and setting myself accidentally on fire. I'm rudimentary keyboard support. And I'm a pair of cozy pants. Good night, everybody! You know, I forgot to say it when I was talking about the game, oh. but I upgraded my computer. I put a fucking 3060 in there, and I was super excited to try something out, and guess what the first game is I fucking booted? The game with no fucking <laughs> graphics whatsoever. <laughs> Perfection.